Why are you so tall? Suddenly you're tall. <laughs> like, hello? What happened? <laughs> what have you been spread. eating? <laughs> what have you been eating? Eh? <laughs> hello, you're taller than me. And it has nothing to do with those shoes. <laughs> How are you, Sitle? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good, man. Wow. Even look at Shal. You see that Shal? I'm a technical guy. He's like, his jaw just dropped when you walked in. <laughs> they say in the babs you naughty old man <laughs> so anyway so we've got um Cecilia Polani she's author of we are the ones we need the war against black f- professionals in in the workplace so when did you when did you release the book in November last year okay mm. I've never had the, the nerve to write a book it's like it looks like it's an impossible thing. Maybe with me, it has a lot to do with I hate writing. <laughs> that could be the first problem, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, when, when you wrote it, did you, you did you write it alone or you went out to seek help? No, I wrote it alone. Um, but it's a process that took me about two two and a half years. Yeah, and I, I doubt if I'll do it. Thank you. So listen, um, is there a war against black professionals in the workplace? Absolutely. Is it? I mean, who, who? This war is between who and who? You say black people. It's black people and white people. Mm-hmm. Corporate world or government? Where is it? Where is this happening? I think it happens across the board, regardless of industry or whether it's private or public sector. Uh, what you find is black professionals tend to have to battle against white people in the workplace. And then you have black women specifically who have to battle against white men, black men, white women in the workplace because black women always end up right at the bottom of the rudder. So it's just this ongoing battle regardless of, um, you know, the level that you're on at work, regardless of the industry that you're in, uh, regardless whether it's a, a white-owned business or even the black-owned businesses are starting to show the same types of trends that you're finding in the white corporates. I think what what I actually find interesting is my observation is that since the dawn of a new South Africa, right? Mm. Um, okay, black people have always been there in the corporate world, uh, have been there working for the government, but you know most of them obviously were working under white bosses. Right. But I've realized that since the the dawn of a new South Africa, majority of white people have left the government. Mm. to go into corporate, right. right? You still have a lot of blacks now who moved into the government mm-hmm. and obviously they are uh, occupying um, high positions, mm-hmm. whereas in, in corporate, it is the other way around. Mm-hmm. And obviously people always talk about favoritism, you know, mm-hmm. talk about uh, some white people who are not qualified for jobs, but, you know, but they have those positions. Right. How true is this? It's very true. Um, there's definitely a very big problem around white people within the corporate environment having senior positions, having the decision-making powers, having organizational power transferred to them to be able to make decisions that influence the work environment largely, um, but they are not qualified, not as experienced as their black counterparts. They get paid more than black people who are more skilled and more qualified for roles. They get promoted first. So there's definitely a huge trend around the preferential treatment of white professionals in the workplace, regardless of ability or capacity to deliver at the you know the required levels. But someone can still argue and say, yeah, there are also other uh, black professionals 
who occupy top positions and they're not qualified. There's always going to be an argue for either way, but is it the exception or is it the rule? Where does a majority sit? And, mm. you know, that's the case for everything that you want to argue. There's never going to be a 100% case of something in, you know, any topic. But it really does boil down to where does a majority sit? And the majority is, in most instances, black professionals who do have senior positions are actually qualified to be in those positions. But there are so few of them who are in senior positions but also have organizational power transferred to them so that they can actually drive a black agenda um, and actually enforce true transformation in the workplace. And uh, the views on your book, are they based on, on, on experience alone or corporate SA as a whole? They're based on my personal experiences uh, to provide context for the book. Uh, but also I've taken, you know, inputs from other people who have commented, um, sharing their own stories from their own experiences within the corporate environment. Um, so different in different financial services uh, organizations that people spoke about. Um, there's also different industries, you know, so it's not just financial services, it's construction, it's um, your auditing firms it's there's so many government even as well so it really is a vast array of industries that have the same problem that's prevalent your book is this um an awareness or a call to act it's both the biggest some of the biggest motivators for me to actually write this book was the fact that a most of us suffer in silence you go through these abuses at work but you're too afraid to say anything because you don't want to lose your job and you have you know your sources of income so we kind of whisper about it around you know corners and whatnots but we're not actually upfront about it so the cycle continues but also it's about reminding us as black professionals that we're not powerless in these situations and that actually our powers are now numbers. And if we are able to organize ourselves and come together and actually start fighting for our rights within the workplace and fighting for equality and to regain, regain the equity that has been you know, stripped away from us over all these years, then only will we start being able to influence the way in which corporates run and the way in which we are exposed to you know, positive environments going forward. Um, someone may say, um, you know, they've worked mainly for black owned companies that are owned by black people, mm. but they've never been treated fairly. Mm. They face a lot of abuse and discrimination. And I guess, listen, you and I can sit here together and talk about salaries, how we not paid well. Mm. And tomorrow when you run your own company, mm. you actually do the same to your employees. Absolutely. That happens a lot, um, and not just in black-owned companies. Mm. Even when you're dealing with, dealing with black executives in the corporate world, you can be faced with the same type of abuse. And, you know, there are so many different things that could, that, that could be attributed to. It could be a case of they endured similar abuse, and all mm. they know is to transfer it onto the next person. There is another argument that could say it's because they're trying to protect their position, so they don't want to align themselves with problematic blacks, you know. Um, but then there's also the issue of character. You know, you can't, if people don't have the character to fight for what is right and to stand up for what is right, there's very little that we can do to change that. And uh, how do we get, where do we get this book? How expensive is this book? <laughs> it's only 250 Rand. Um, it's available at Bargain Books, Exclusive Books, um, uh, ZaraBooks.com, Zara um, Clark's Books in Cape Town. Have you tried to um, do a roadshow 
because I think, you know, a book of this nature would be great to do a roadshow to approach government, to approach corporate SA and sponsors. I think it would be a great idea. Absolutely. So what I've been doing now is kind of just, I guess, doing a book tour of sorts. Um, I was actually just in Kimberley this past weekend. But, you know, part of the plan for me this year is to actually take it into the work environments and to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a critical part of us starting to, you know, have the right conversations so that we can come up with the solutions together. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, as South Africans and buying books, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. And if this is a message that you really people, you want people to grasp, I think you need to go to them. Yes, Absolutely. And and have and have um, workshops. Sihle, mm. great seeing you. Thank you. Uh, that's Sihle uh, Ebolani on the Glenzito uh, Superdrive. Her book is called "We Are the Ones We Need: The War on Black Professionals in Corporate South Africa." It is ten minutes to 